0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to The Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm your host today, Alex Van Aken, and I'm joined by my co-host, Marcus Stewart. How you doing, Marcus?
1: I am feeling enough today.
0: Oh, <laughs> So I saw the movie last night. I oh. uh, got very emotional watching that. And my wife, I looked over at her and she was crying. And I was like, it's a good movie. Did
1: you guys uh, do the pink? Did you wear all they all pink?
0: Uh, she wore like this big sparkly pink lace floof dress. And then I didn't, uh, I think my pink shirts are missing. I do own pink shirts, but I couldn't find them. So I just looked nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he wore a, a tuxedo
0: <laughs> yeah i actually had my abs out uh and then i had just one shirt over it <laughs> buttons undone yeah nice glad you um, saw that. that
1: movie's very good it, was, it is yeah it, i love it
0: uh charles hart how
2: you doing i'm i'm doing good i also i saw the barbie movie this weekend and i yeah? was my my job was sick i was sick ken you also
0: you also uh, a bit of a de- development on the talent show
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh right i'm also you're sick because in... i'm so good at stuff
0: yeah you're round two i'm round two on the, the talent show that our parent company is throwing i got denied i didn't make it through. oh okay what? i was
2: gonna ask if you submitted or not
0: i here's the thing i i i set up my camera and my light and all that to do it really nice and i was and i had the song all picked out And I I was, like, up to the wire, right? Like, 11th hour. And halfway through, I was like, oh, I didn't like that take. Let me do another take. And so I started over, and my guitar string breaks. And I'm like, well. Uh, And so I submitted a, like, 20-second clip that I had from my phone of the song. And obviously, I didn't get picked. But you are representing Game Informer going through the second round. You might win $10,000. I might
2: win $10,000. It's I'm I'm in the top ten, and if I get to the top five, then we <laughs> you go to Vegas. then we get flown out to Vegas for four days, which is paid work days. <laughs> and full disclosure, I'm a part-time game former employee. I don't work four days in a week, so even if I get this, I'm gonna get paid more than a normal week to go <laughs> hang out at this conference. So I watched your
0: your uh, submission. It was really good but i noticed your brother is a big part of it like how uh-huh. are you gonna are you gonna be doing his part too or is he just gonna come with
2: so i don't think he's gonna come with i think i'm gonna do this is a classic charles maneuver i've done for some reason many times throughout my life where i will film one take of me being half of my two person act and that'll be on the screen and then i'll rehearse it so we're like acting like we're having a conversation So I'll probably start out with like a skit of some kind of me interacting with digital Charles. I was thinking of making a joke where I'm like, oh, hey, my brother's not here. So I'm just going to scan myself into AI. And then like I pop up on the screen and I pretend it's like AI Charles. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll I'll come up with something worth $10,000.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like in, I think if you go out there, it's like in a week or two.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, they were also supposed to post the voting thing yesterday, and they still haven't posted it yet. And I think the person in charge of it is probably like, "Yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it." It's it's just like a talent show. And for me, I'm like, dude, this this is ten thousand dollars of money. I need, <laughs> I need that much money to do stuff. Um, but yes,
1: yeah. Before we move on from this, I just realized it would have been a very good prank if we had clipped. Kyle's cover of "Escape from the City" from a few episodes <laughs> ago, and submitted that, <laughs> and see how far oh it goes. My with just, gosh. but without telling him that we did that. Yes. Oh my god! He suddenly gets an email notification that he needs to be in Vegas. Oh my god! That yeah, would be that'd so be amazing. good.
0: Uh, speaking of Sonic, speaking of escaping from the city or escaping to the city, recent New York resident uh Kotaku Zone, Normandy FM Zone. Kenneth Shepard, how you doing, Ken?
3: I'm good. I was about to say y'all need to catch up on the Barbie viewing leaderboard. I've seen that movie three times. Gonna see it It'll probably one more. Um, I, you know it just radiates Kennergy, and I'm very much attracted to that. As as, a, as an actual. Have you Ken. got a hoodie yet? Uh, I ordered it. They they don't send them out until I think like September. So okay, but like by then the weather will be good for it. So I i to actually be able to wear it.
1: See yeah. that. It works for you because your name is Ken. Because mm-hmm. someone asked me if I was going to buy it. And I was like, I feel weird if my name is not Ken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I feel like my, it only works. I am Ken <laughs> enough. <laughs> I could do
0: I am Alex Van Aken enough. Aken <laughs> like, what, what is a pun Aiken
1: that can work with your name? Van
0: Aken enough. I'm Aken enough. You're Alex? Uh, a- alex enough. Aken enough.
1: Yeah. What if I am aching.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, say, if you say it three more it times,
1: like... <laughs> it might make sense. It sounds like you're in pain, like I'm aching. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Well, welcome to the show, Ken. Before we get, before we dive in, we invited you on because we're going to be talking about Baldur's Gate 3 this mm-hmm. week. Uh, you and I, I, I don't think Marcus and Charles have yet played the, uh, the review build, uh, but you and I have, and the embargo is up as of the day that this is going up so we can talk about it i don't think either of us have, have finished the game oh absolutely not yeah we were not we we've had i've had a day with it um but we'll get into all that uh but before we do that uh do you want to tell the game informer audience where they can find you um where to support you all that stuff
3: yeah i mean it's, it's different than the last time i was on because that was about a year ago at this point yeah so i daylight over Kotaku uh staff right over there you can find me every day, except for right now. I've been on vacation for like a week and a half. Um in the summer. So it'll by the time this comes up, I'll be back over there writing stuff. So uh yeah, you can find me there. Uh I also do a bi-weekly retrospective podcast called Normandy FM with Eric Van Allen, uh where we kinda do a book club style retrospective of uh different games. We are in, we are just now starting the near season, which was supposed to have started back in January, but life happens and things get delayed. Um but you can also find very long seasons of retrospectives for Mass Effect, Dragon Age, The Last of Us, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and Final Fantasy X over there. Like 200-something episodes at this point. Um, so, yeah, that's me as far as the internet is concerned.
0: Awesome. Uh, and um, I do want to call out real quick for folks who are wanting to, to get the latest. We just put up our Sonic Superstars cover last week. And thank you. Also, thank you. I think I've been out for two weeks I was on a work trip and then I had some family stuff. So Marcus, you hosted both those, right? Yes. So I missed the Sonic Superstar stuff, but I did want to say uh, if you're looking for a print version of that, that should be hitting gamestop.com/gameinformer any day now. Uh, I've also it's been really cool this week on social. A lot of people have gone to their local GameStops, I guess, and and I guess they're they're selling physical game Informers again for 5.99 a piece. You are You've you've been able to get them online, but I went myself to a GameStop in Virginia. I know people have gone to some here uh, in Minnesota. Seems like a lot of different people in a lot of different states. They're going to their GameStops and they're seeing piles of Game Informer. So if you're missing an issue or you want to get an extra one for a friend or whatever, uh, they are five ninety nine a piece. You can buy them online or in store, and of course you can get a digital subscription to Game Informer. And uh, and yeah, I just wanted to call that out. It's a great way to support the show if you enjoy it.
2: Alex, I have I have a quick question for you. Yeah. When you go to a GameStop, do you tell them that you write for Game Informer?
0: Uh, not if I can help it. Not if you can. But help. sometimes when because I, I use my employee discount, mm-hmm. uh, and they're like, "What's? Why are you here? Don't you work at a store?" And I'm like, "Oh no, I, I work at uh, Game Informer." And sometimes they'll be like, "Whoa!" And other times they'll be like. Huh, okay, I'm new. I don't but really know what that is. You gotta say with more
1: confidence than I like You walk in there and you say, don't you know who I am? Oh, is that what you say? See, what I do is I wait Marcus for... Marcus kicks the door. Yeah.
0: I watch the TV screen for like 20 minutes and I wait till a clip of Game Informer mm. or something comes up. And then I walk up. I'm like, hey, that's me.
1: You're like pretending to look at the Funko Pops and then when you hear your voice, you turn around and go, yeah, like, oh, now's my chance.
0: Now's hey. my chance, yeah. And I like waddle up, yeah.
3: I have an experience when I go to... Like a, a GameStop, and you know they they give me you know the the free or spiel like they have to give every time, yeah. and like I've been like slightly uncomfortable sometimes when like I've got people telling me things like they think I'm just like a guy that's walked in and like no I actually work in the industry, and then it just gets like progressively more awkward where you feel like at what point do I tell them that I know all these things and I imagine that like yeah. there's like, a whole other layer for that where you're like I literally work for the company that does this for y'all,
0: yeah. People at Target do that too. I went to get a Starfield controller because I realized that they are starting to sell out places and I wanted to get one before I couldn't. Uh, and he was just like going on and on about uh, <laughs> how I should play, you know, all these Bethesda games. And I'm like, yeah, man, they're good. It's just, <laughs> But yeah, you don't want to be a, a dick. Yeah, you don't want
1: to be and, like uh, super pompous about it. i just let them i think because i used to work as a store associate in another life so i've i've done the spiel so i i know the the perhaps inner pain that's going on of like i gotta repeat this again so i i just let them do it i I just pretend i am like i i get it (laughs) you know no need to embarrass them yeah and then you just say no thank you at the end of it right like yeah i'm good
0: (laughs) and then they're like well are you sure because you know these things can get what if it snaps in half? Well, I did find see, then out. See,
1: that's when I say, "Don't you know who I am?" Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but and you had timed it so that you are now up on the screen for the second. If yeah, they were, exactly. yeah, yeah. You're a master at that, Marcus. You're really good. Yeah. Uh, I did find out. Apparently, I bought my dad a Switch game, um, and uh, they just like gave me the power, the protection stuff for free. With my employee, that's never happened to me before, but I was like, "All right, now I can." I think I got that too. Yeah, good.
2: I bought my brother Tears of the Kingdom, and they were like, "Oh, and I'll scan this in for you real quick." And I had already put the employee discount in, so they were like, "You know what's up?" And I was like, "Yeah, (laughs) absolutely." I know you're doing. Yeah, for sure. I want. Have
0: you seen the TikToks where uh it's like the ice cream uh parlors, and they go and they're like, "Oh, actually, I wanted (laughs) chocolate." And they like take the ice cream and throw it at the other employee. What? I don't want somebody to do that, but oh yeah. but, it's really,
2: yeah. it's really good, Marcus. They, yeah, this is really. I,
0: there's about twenty percent of our audience who knows what we're talking about.
2: They'll have the ice cream cone and they'll they'll reach out to hand it to you, and they will be like, "Oh, sorry, I wanted chocolate." And the employee will be like, "Oh, sorry." Grab the ice cream off with their hands and chuck it full strength at an. And it'll like hit head. people on the
0: forehead and like and
2: it's always <laughs> planned, but it's never yeah. not funny because you're throwing ice cream as hard as you can.
1: <laughs>
0: I want them to do that, but at GameStop. And I want I want them to, like, hand you the game and you'd be like, oh, I ordered the the protection or whatever. And they're like, oh, my bad. And then they just, like, throw it against the wall or something. I don't know. Oh, my God.
3: They check the disc out <laughs> and then it, like, slices yeah. right through the other <laughs> person. <place. Yeah. laughs> All right.
0: Let's talk about video games uh Baldur's Gate 3 I think is the biggest release of the week. Um of course it, it's kind of like hit a it kind of hit a peak when all the bear stuff, mm-hmm. the bear druid scenes uh came out in the live stream a few weeks back. And I feel like hype for this game has just uh continued to rise since then. Um and it has certainly grabbed me. I me and Ken are are both playing uh, review branches uh, of the game, and uh, Ken, you I've brought you on because you have uh, you've played like the early access mm-hmm. version of this. I don't know how far you got, but whenever we're in Discord talking, it seems like you're very knowledgeable in the game, and you, you've been able to point out, oh, that's different from the mm-hmm. early access, that's not here. Uh, so I kind of wanted to bring you on, and, and I'll let you start. Like, what are your overall thoughts on Baldur's Gate 3 so far?
3: So, yeah, I did play the i think i put like 20 to 30 hours into the early access which i did technically like get to the end of what it was because like it gets you to a certain point in the story and it just cuts off um yeah and so i think it has been kind of fascinating to like finally play the full game for a number of reasons one being like oh i'm actually going to progress i'm actually going to see the conclusion of the story that i have been you know paid attention to for however long but also it's just fascinating to kind of see what has changed because you know, the broad strokes of the, the game are still the same in terms of, like, you know, the core conflicts, a lot of the the builds and the abilities that you can have are all the same. Um, but there are just, like, swaths of the story that are that are changed in ways that, like, I, I'm still kind of waiting to get to the end before I like any sort of hard judgment call on what I think things are better or worse, but I think there have been things where my relationship to characters have been, has, is demonstrably different, and the sort of... uh theories that I had about certain aspects are like they're no longer there anymore because like that's not the way the story has been written out in the end and I think what's kind of something I would love to talk to Larry about is kind of the pros and cons of this approach because like you've been kind of collaboratively making this very like this very character focused story focused RPG with the community for several years and you know you establish certain plot threads years ago that have ultimately like not really gone anywhere because they've just been plucked out of the game and replaced with something else and so that's just like a fascinating experience to have with the game it's kind of like be playing it as it's being made because like got that, that's uh, even as press as people that like, uh, plays games before they're out like that's not usually our experience we usually play games that are at least to some degree kind of like nailed down like even if you know something are improved or changed like this is largely what the game is going to be and now you just have like full sections of this game that kind of didn't go anywhere and they have been like kind of just removed from the game that we had, we've ended up playing and so that's just like a, a fascinating experience to have with a game in general like both an RPG that you have this really strong investment in terms of like you made this character and you have this relationship with all these other party members and that's just like I'm, I'm still kind of like wrapping my head around like if I am content with a lot of these changes because ultimately like I mean I, I won't like into these exposed like there are some altered plot lines that I'm not really as intrigued by in the way they've gone like to the point where like I was in a romantic relationship with a character in early access who I don't think I'm going to pursue in this game because the story has been completely rewritten and it's just not as interesting to me anymore and so yeah it's just like it's been a a fascinating experience and it's kind of like a experiment on Larian's part to kind of see them roll out this game in this way and us as players kind of reassessing our relationship to certain things as the game has gone on yeah
0: and it's been as somebody who didn't play I, I like dabbled in early access. Like, I think I like did this character creator and I played through like the alien ship segment. And then I was like, I really tend to stay away from early access games um, because I just want to preserve the whatever the, my uh, my full experience is going to be. And I'm not somebody who likes to to backtrack all that much and redo content. Uh, I say as as I've played. Wow. Countless times. The intros to every character or every race, you know, but. Yeah, I I'm really, really enjoying the the character the characters, period. Like I was not sure if I was going to be grabbed by them very early on. And I really like Gale a lot. I like um I well I don't like him, but he is a good party member. Uh Asterian. Right? Yeah. Uh who who there are even like with their the design of the characters there like asterion has something about him. Um I don't know if I, I don't want to say it, but if you just pay attention to his character, when you first meet him, you see part things about him that are like, wait a second, is that what I think it is? Does that mean that you're this kind of right. you know, character? Um, and I haven't seen that play out yet, but I'm going to assume that it eventually shows itself. And I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm trying to not spoil anything. But when you, if you say play the a, game, in...
1: when you said a a sther, is the name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Asterion, you... is that right, yep. Ken? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Like, I haven't played this like you said, but um, you just said about like, oh, I don't like him, but he's good. A good party member. Do you mean like, oh, he's good in the fight, but like as a person, he sucks? Is that? No, <laughs> I think I
0: think um, I don't think he sucks. He's just like a starian, and you meet him literally like in the first. 20 minutes of the game. So I, I feel comfortable kind of giving a, a brief description about him. Uh, I don't think this is spoiling anything, um, but he is like this very pompous artsy, uh, you know, pretentious. Yeah. I think that's the vibe I get. Yeah. Um, and you kind of meet him in uh, unfavorable, unfavorable circumstances. Um, and you kind of tag along for the common goal of, of your mission. Um, and, I feel like there's a lot of – I feel like he's going to be like an onion uh, and you just keep peeling it back. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of the characters yeah, are like it's gonna that. going to make you cry? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But he's very – yeah, he's very pretentious and very theatrical. And like he's kind of an ass. And so at, le- at least when you first meet him. Uh, and so I don't really love him for that. But in combat, he's a rogue. And or, – or, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a rogue. Yeah, yeah and I, I didn't want to roll a rogue for my main character um because i play a lot of rogues in other games like wow my main character's a rogue and i was like i, I want to do something different so i rolled a, a wizard um but it's always good to have a rogue on your team and uh, and his role his dice rolls and stuff and we should explain in a second like how combat and all of that works um but i just like him as a fighter um and uh, there are other characters on my party that or maybe the reverse, like they aren't the best fighter that for my style, but I really like them as a character. And and so yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. But I guess let's like let's let's kind of rewind a second and explain the systems at play in Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, in case, you know, people listening to this show aren't familiar with the series, they aren't familiar with, you know, Larian or their other properties, the divinity original sin. So Baldur's Gate three is, is part of the D and D universe. So you are abiding by largely D and D rules. So when you you have your action points, you have, uh, you know, different ranges with spells and all of that. And everything is kind of done through these, these stats and d- sometimes invisible dice rolls, but many times very visible dice rolls where you are clicking a, a, a die on screen and, adding any bonuses that you want that maybe your characters give you and rolling for, you know, dexterity, rolling for strength checks, rolling for, you know, saving throws, that kind of thing, like you would in a tabletop RPG. And that is largely um, how you are interacting with the world. I think uh, if, if you played XCOM or even like Mario Rabbids to an extent, there are some of those those systems in those games that are more invisible and like, you know, an XCOM where you might be right next to a guy and you, you fire and you miss and you're like, what the heck? Uh, that can happen in this game, but you will see like you'll see those same percentages. But like in other interactions as well, like even in conversation, let's say you want to try to intimidate a person, uh, an NPC to get more information out of them. Uh, you can you can attempt that and that's when you, when your die will come up and it'll tell you like okay you need to uh beat a 5. And there are times where you roll a 2 and you're like well damn it I that was a very easy skill check and I failed it. And now I'm I can't get whatever was behind that that skill check. And then there are other times where like you know your character depending on the situation might have a ton of advantages and bonuses and so you've got like plus 10 to, you know, whatever your dice roll ends up being, and you just, you you clear it with ease. Um, and just like in tabletop, I believe, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, Ken, if you like exponentially beat your skill check, sometimes there are special results versus just merely going over it. Is that correct?
3: I don't think I've personally like run into something like that. Granted, I spec very specifically into uh, like charisma based things. So like that's at least like my experience thus far. Because, um, like, if, in terms of, like, strength checks, like, I don't really have much going on. I'm, I Like, I'm playing a Warlock, so, like, I'm, like, I didn't really need to second to that specifically. But, yeah, like like you're saying, there's just, like, so much... I I, I I am oscillating a lot between, like, frequent frustration and just being like, oh, this game freaking rules. Uh, Like, it, because it is so <laughs> dense, not in, like, the open-world RPG kind of way of being dense, but, like, just in terms of, like, the systems are, like, s- there's so much going on. And a lot of that comes with dice rolls. A lot of that comes with like there there are a lot of um like status effects and like various like just layers to every interaction, whether that's in combat, whether that's just talking to somebody, in a way that I think like if you're because like Baldur's Gate like originates from from Bioware, so like if you hear like oh the you know the the origins of Bioware are coming back into a modern uh a, mo- a modern market, like I don't think you need to come and expecting like Dragon and Dwarf Mass because like it is way more dense and systems heavy than any of those games are and i think that's something that even i have been having some friction with is that just like you know structurally like it still kind of feels like a bioware game in terms of like you have this party that you're going out and you're meeting and you're recruiting and you're every every day you're going back to camp to talk to them about their lives and learning all this backstory but just in terms of like how you interact with the world it is so much there's just so much more going on and it can be frustrating sometimes, but then, like, when it all clicks together, I'm just like, oh, man, this this game is firing on all, all cylinders and is really kind of, like, scratching some itch I didn't even know I had. So, I, I think, like, it kind of, if, if you have heard that this is, this is similar to a Bioware game, like, it is in some ways, but I think you just kind of need to be prepared for, like, this is Bioware of old. Like, long before, like, Mass Effect and Dragon Age came and kind of, like, streamlined
2: a lot of those systems.
0: This is, like, crpg yeah. You know, tactical RPG adjacent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, I just, on the note of it being very systems dense. So, I've, I haven't played a ton of this game. I've, like, dabbled in it twice. I've made two characters. Um, but I'm very excited for it because I'm extremely into Dungeons and & Dragons. And it's like, it's, like, the main other thing about me, <laughs> other than video games, is how much I like Dungeons & Dragons. I just finished a campaign a few weeks ago. And my friends and I, we had been playing since March of 2021. So it went for like two and a half years. And I I was the DM. So I was the one like plotting everything. So for me, it's it's like the systems are exciting because it's like a language I'm really comfortable with that's now being put in like a virtual setting where it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about getting someone to run a game for me because this thing's going to do it for me. And like just getting stupid excited about like, Oh my gosh I this is how they're they're adapting thaumaturgy into a video game setting. Of course. why would it why would it be any other way? But I, I totally understand also why that would be annoying for some people because again, I've been playing with these people for like two and a half years and constantly I'm like, actually that's not how this attack right. works, even though you've been using it over and over again. It's actually like this thing activates and this thing activates. so but yes, I'm very excited in just. I don't know. I also think as as the DM in a Dungeons and Dragons group where I'm the one lar- loosely guiding the story in a certain direction, I enjoy when things go wrong in a certain way, because to me, I I like setting up the the forks in the road and then seeing which way it's going to go. So I've like since I've been doing that when I'm in a game like this and I fail like a charisma check, I'm more invested in that failure than I used to be because I'm like oh cool that's the way the story's going now or I used to always be like I used to be the guy I was always nice to everyone in every game <laughs> because I wanted these fake people to like me and now I'm kind of like you know it's kind of fun to be like fuck this guy Um, I don't really like you at all and I don't know so all that to say if you really like Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition specifically and that's like a, a language you're comfortable with. I think it will it will feel very natural the the way it's it's pulled over and it's not it's not a one to one but it's like a I don't know a 1.2 to one like it's pretty it's pretty pretty close um all the classes all the subclasses are are real d d stuff so yeah
0: I guess should say what what are you playing as
2: Ken
3: uh, yeah. I, which class so when I when I do RPGs, i I am very self insert like I make a guy that looks as close to me as I can get although like that face doesn't really look like mine um so i'm playing a human warlock um as opposed to like going into all like the the crazy other like you know otherworldly races that they have um and i was like generally skewed towards magic and i was very compelled by the um the the patron mechanic that they added which i haven't actually as of this recording i have not encountered yet where like you can talk to your patron about like decisions which is apparently like a perk that they've added since early access um so I, t- I generally just skew for like something that's fairly unremarkable because like I just try to make a character who is me in this world, so it's not nothing very exciting.
0: I always, um, well, most of the time, I I love orcs in games, and so I'm playing as the half orc, which is it, I don't I don't know it looks like an orc, uh, so I picked it. Um, as compared to the githyaki, which are like very frail looking orcs. <laughs> I I want my orc to be like muscle man they're vegan you know? orcs. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah, of course. Yeah, my guy, my guy uh is always at the uh the Texas Day Brazil. Uh my my orc. Um the flag is always up. Um but yeah, so I'm playing a, a half orc wizard, uh, and I'm specializing in conjuration, conjuring. And I'm having a lot of fun. His name's Mulgar. Which is the my orc name for all my characters? It's always Molgar. Molgar. Uh, yeah, and the game is good, dude. I I'm having such a blast dressing him up, putting him in, in warlock hats, and I got this I got this this staff off of a goblin last night, and it's like this giant adorned skull. It's not a very good staff, but it looks sick, and I'm just. Uh, I'm having such a blast leveling up and it's it's kind of scratching that itch that I used to go to WoW for and granted it's a single-player game but like that the world is so dense well it,
3: it can it can be yeah, yeah
0: yeah um, yeah I'm playing a single-player file right now um and but the world is so dense and there are so many interactions going on that it, it almost feels like an MMO in a way
3: yeah I'm trying to like because like I, and this is something that my friends like 24, I'm 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 very much like a point A to B kind of person when it comes to most video games. And I think that's something I'm having to reckon with in this is that like, instead of like trying to go to the waypoint that gets me to the next plot B, like I'm like trying to get where I explore more and see how like new knowledge from like the other side of the map is going to help me on the other side of the map. And that's like, it, it comes to that density that we're talking about. I think that like has been something I'm kind of having to like I'm having to unlearn my preconceived notions of what an RPG of this style looks like because it is not, it is not the Mass Effect, it's not the BioWare, um. And I think like if you're, one thing that I I will say is like a uh, some advice is like if you're looking at this game that is like the third game in a twenty year old franchise, and maybe being like, oh, do I need to go back and play the old games? Like, I I think what is probably more helpful to know is just like D and D lore, which I kind of know mostly through osmosis at this point in my life. Because like, there is so much jargon. There is so much like deep lore to know that has I've just kind of been learning as I go, which I think is probably been a mistake. I think if you, if you're aiming for comprehension, it is less about knowing the first two games than it is just understanding the world at large that this is pulling from. Um, and there are there are resources and YouTube videos. I'm sure you can find
2: on that.
0: This game could really use active time lore. It yes, could.
2: I was it just it about could. to say that. Yeah,
0: were you? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love man. active time war. Uh that's uh, a it's a Final Fantasy for people that don't know it's a yeah. Final Fantasy 16 mechanic. You can just press the touchpad at like any time during a cutscene and a lot of times just in the open world, and it'll just be like, hey, this face you didn't recognize, here's this person, here's where they're from, here's the These things you the should remember players. about them. Yeah, here's the country you're in, here's what's going on. Yeah, I definitely think this would be like that. And it is a thing for me where it's exciting because or exciting it's more comfortable for me because i already know that right. type of thing but i i definitely um i pitch. i wrote a piece about how i really like active time lore and when i was pitching it our uh, editor-in-chief matt miller was like that's interesting or he didn't disagree with me but he thought it was interesting and i liked it a lot because he was like some people like to be really immersed in the fantasy world and like not know the things people are saying which is not a thing i realize can't relate <laughs> but if you really like that if you're like dunking yourself in and they're like mm, the staff of quargoth and the ruins of telmoria and you're like i don't know what that is i'd love to figure out like that's Sounds cool you. this is the game for you absolutely. i'm happy for
0: you or that sucks i don't know
3: <laughs> that that notion of like mystery being helpful or like in, engaging in some way i think that works for me more in something like final fantasy 16 where I am simply like along for the ride. Like I am just I'm Clive, and I got my sword, and I'm hitting things, and I am learning about things as I go. Where I think that works less for me for something like Baldur's Gate is like I'm making decisions in this world constantly, and if I don't really understand the full context of what I'm doing, that's like that makes me feel bad because I feel like oh I'm hitting the button to kill this person, not realizing that they are actually good because I have this very like tunnel visioned understanding of something that's going on, and so like understanding a world that i am having to interact with on that level where i'm having to like make these like decisions that have like these large ripples on the world like beyond simply what's in front of me i i just prefer to understand the breadth of what i'm doing and i think certain games do it better in terms of how they exposition things in ways that feel like they are helpful in a way that lets me navigate this world in some way and i think like to some degree like things that play with your lack of understanding i think are interesting because like I an example that i, I think of was like recently i replayed Cyberpunk 2077 and you know you had those different origin stories that you could go through and it kind of painted a very specific picture of the world for you that made it feel that made you feel like more grounded in the role that you were in in terms of like okay I, i'm a i'm a v from the city so the sort of a uh, higher uh, business politics of you know, Night City maybe are kind of lost on me, but that feels very true to the character that I started this as. Where Baldur's Gate has like I mean, there there are a few different origins you can pick from, but uh there's this kind of like flattened, singular, created character one that I think most people are probably going to play uh initially. And so like everyone kind of has this one perspective of the world, but your characters shouldn't, in theory. Like they should, you know, come from a very diverse set of backgrounds. But everyone starts out on that ship. So, like, everyone kind of has this very, like, if, if you're not coming in with, like, a, a lot of d knowledge, you're coming in with a very specific understanding of your situation, but maybe less so, about like, the grander politics of the d d universe. So, that's just something, like, I've been thinking a lot about in terms of how an RPG can frame your understanding of the world based in the character that you make. And I think maybe, like, a lot more of those nuances will become apparent to me as I keep playing. But right now, there is that sort of singular vision that most people, I think, will have going in. Uh, unless they are coming in with like some expert knowledge or I've like done, you know, campaigns with their friends and know all the tabletop lore. So i will be interesting to kind of like talk to people as I talk to more people that have come through the game with different backgrounds in terms of like where they started uh, and what their character actually exists in the world as. Because I think it does like a yeah, lot. That... Oh, I was going to say, like, I think it does a lot to kind of really differentiate your characters throughout the actual main plot and just, you know, in, in different side quests like as you're coming across characters who might have inherent distrust of like let's say your character is playing a certain a certain race and like oh i don't trust get or whatever it is i think like the game does a lot to differentiate throughout the game that original origin point is mostly the same for everybody so
0: yeah i um you, you said you mentioned you know like oh i'm doing these actions and now i feel bad about them uh or i don't that happened to me at the in like the first three hours i ended up getting into a scenario where I ended up killing some people and like 40 minutes later I found the rest of their people. And it turns out like they are this group of people that are like pretty unarmed and like, they're not fighters. And I'm like, Oh, I just like slaughtered your friends mm-hmm. back there. And now I'm like, was there another way? Did I, was I impatient right. in how I dealt with the, the situation? Cause it, it felt like in that moment, like black and white, good people over here, bad people here. I'm gonna side with side with the good people and kill the bad people. And then yeah, 45 minutes later, oh, they're not bad people. Uh there's just like a lot of miscommunication going on. And I would lo- I I am planning to play a co op game at some point where I start a different character and I'm going to hopefully encourage whoever I'm playing with. Hey, can we see like if we can resolve this a different way? Um yeah. And that's kind of the beauty of these
1: games. Is that just well. two two player co op, or can you have more or? four. Four right, oh okay, that's 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 fair. what it
0: was in Divinity, yeah. And then lastly, I, I think this the, the opening of Baldur's Gate three is so mm-hmm. good. Uh, it's just like I'm hooked. Yeah, uh, it's a great um, not, not a MacGuffin. Uh, everybody has a great goal like in the first twenty minutes. You're like, oh, I have to do something about this, and uh, yeah, it's just really kept my interest and uh, and also plays well into like. Uh, player interaction and like there's some interesting interactions that unlock because of, of narrative reasons that is like oh it's so much fun to to uh to explore and I, i'm I'm a little worried like it about making the wrong choice um and like losing somebody but i guess we'll we'll get there we'll cross that road when we get there
3: yeah something that i think is i i really appreciate appreciate about the game is that you get your party like within the first hour like almost everybody's you know by your side by that point and because i think it's it's good for a lot of reasons because like you're establishing your different relationships with all these characters and to have them from the outset as you're kind of figuring out who you are in the world and like what you do and don't stand by i think it's important to have like those that that wealth of perspective that comes from all these characters that have different backgrounds in this world and also kind of like as I, I have not yet run into this myself, but and talking to other people, like you can lose a party member like fairly quickly, like fairly easily, um, whether that be them just being like, "Hey, I don't, I don't, I'm not down with what you're, what you're doing," and so I'm going to leave and figure this out on my own, or conflict escalating to the point of somebody dying. It seems like it's not necessarily easy per se to fall into the things, but like it is very possible. Like there's a constant like threat to your party that somebody might just not be there in 20 minutes. And I think like having those characters in your in your proximity very early on and kind of like throughout all these things that are going to happen, because it goes in, like even in that opening section that was the early access section, which I finished, like at the, this recording I finished last night, um, there are like so many opportunities for things to go south for your party, for everyone to kind of like just not be on the same page and things possibly having a tragic end. And I think it's just good to kind of like set the tone for that and set the stakes of that as soon as you can. And I think the game really excels in that.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, Charles, you mentioned in Slack today you were thinking about playing a game. Are we going to play that game right now or are we going to save
2: that? Uh, the Baldur's Gate 3 so thing. I didn't really prep. the my My game was basically just... But I, I think I think I made a character. I'm not sure how applicable this is. You guys can tell me how familiar you are with this. I thought it would be fun to go through the Baldur's Gate classes, of which I believe there are 12, because there's 12 D&D classes, and I can double-check, and assign a well-known video game character to each one of those classes, uh, perha- perhaps to allow the audience to be more familiar with, like, the kind of things they do, okay. or, like, what to expect if you want to do this one.
0: I like that. I'm pulling up the Baldur's Gate wiki uh, and yeah one two yep you're right there are twelve so I guess we'll just start at the top yeah and uh, we'll read the description and we'll try to assign like a uh, maybe a more like you said a, a familiar character um, barbarian um, the strong embrace the wild that hides inside keen instincts primal physicality and most of all, an unbridled, unquenchable rage. Kratos. It's Kratos, right? This is by far
2: yeah. the easiest one on this list.
0: Yeah, I was also going to say the
2: barbarian
0: in Diablo. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's what uh, The yeah.
2: barbarian in Baldur's Gate 2?
0: Yeah. Uh, Bard. You know, the music is more the Rapper. <laughs> you know, music is more than a fancy, it is power. Through study and adventure you have mastered song speech and the magic within
1: that guy uh from the artful escape what was his name francis oh yeah mm-hmm. what's uh what's his name from uh, hi-fi rush
2: i was gonna say chai, oh, chai, chai yeah. hi-fi rush yeah. actually chai, chai's the like perfect
1: the- bard because he's an idiot so <laughs> <laughs> ever since i
2: played that i was i keep thinking about our game of the year awards and how we do biggest dork I really want Chai <laughs> to win biggest door. Oh yeah, he's so been
1: good. in my short list of like he's he's probably the front runner. Uh yeah, Chai.
0: Chai, all right. Uh cleric. Clerics are representative of the gods they worship, wielding potent divine magic for good or ill.
3: Mercy from
2: Overwatch. Ken, I'm really glad you are literally. I, in my head, I was like, I feel like this might be too easy because these are all gonna, the things I'm thinking of. And you have said them like beat for beat.
1: I was going to say, I don't know, Yuna, Final Fantasy X. I, I
2: haven't played Final
1: played... Fantasy X. Yeah, me neither. She, she's like
3: the white mage summoner character. Okay. Oh, I didn't like, know the, if the the there was like, character main character.
1: Also,
2: I don't know if there's like a godly one, like a godly healer in a game, because the clerics are kind of tied to religion, but I don't really have a... I
0: mean, I, I, for me, when I'm playing this game and I see a cleric, it's a paladin from World of Warcraft. Like, it's, you know, you're rocking your armor and your shields. Now, I
2: do believe there is a paladin class in this game. Is there? Yep. Yeah, there mm. is.
0: Dang it. But I feel like cleric is, cleric's like the, the battle healer, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they they
2: fight and they heal. Yeah, yeah. Clerics are low so, key the best the best class.
1: And well, I mean, and are you saying they the they addition? themselves are like also because like they're technically battle healers and said they're healing in the midst of a battle, but does that mean them they themselves are warriors? They, they have like that it depends they, on the sub. They have
0: like big. They have shields. My my the cleric in my party has a big shield and like a, a morning star. Yeah. yeah. What
1: about uh? You guys play Tales of a Rise? The the one lady that's the knight. That has the big shield. That's pretty much her job. I've yeah, got the blonde her lady name? with the shield. <laughs> I forgot her name. It's been a while. Tales fans know who I'm talking about. She's really good mm. at cooking and fishing.
0: You know, you know Kis- who is a Kisara? Kisara. You yeah, know yeah, was a yeah, cleric. Another Overwatch reference. I think Brigitte is a cleric. Yeah, there we
2: go. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's Brigitte about is expect. a cleric.
0: Druid. Druids channel the elemental forces of nature and share a deep kinship with animals. Mastery of wild shape allows them to transform into beasts from all over the realms.
3: Cameo from Cameo Elements of Power. <laughs> oh
2: my god. I don't know wow, this you one. were ready for uh,
1: that. Jeez. Uh, Ch- Chia. Oh, Chia. Yeah, Chia! There we go. Yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> she's throwing middle, uh, middle fingers as she's doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fighter.
0: Fighters have mastered the art of combat, wielding weapons with unmatched skill and wearing armor like a second skin.
2: I mean, This is so many. Yeah, like Luke every Kang. video
0: game character. Luke King. You could do like
2: Geralt. Him. Actually, he'd be better for like ranger probably.
0: Ooh, Geralt's good. Um I feel like uh Luke King might be better as the next one.
2: That uh, Luke uh, King would, would be better as the next one. Okay. So, read read read
1: fighter again. He said It's like it's like part.
2: a it's like you're you're classic uh, uh it's sword
1: like
0: aragorn, fighter weapon aragorn no aragorn's a ranger it's like he's a yeah. it's, it's link.
1: aragorn
2: it is link link, link. yeah it's link, link. wait yeah. is link
1: not a ranger or
2: no so the difference in this ranger is like half druid half fighter in like the D world so they have like nature magic and sword fighting I guess Link does have nature magic. Link, honestly, depending I mean, on the. Link game. Link can kind of be anything. Yeah. Okay, yes. we're talking about like
0: <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Link is fighter.
2: Now, but even then, that's that's like <laughs> <Okay>. six links. <laughs> how about
0: how about uh Marth?
2: There we go. That's, that's it. Like a sword. Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh Monk, a master of martial arts, harnessing the power of the body in pursuit of physical and spiritual perfection.
1: I mean, we said Liu Kang, but honestly, for you it's probably I would a say, for oh, yeah yeah, yeah yep. that's true uh
0: paladin fueled by ofc sword to uphold justice and righteousness you are a beacon of hope in dark
1: times captain uh, america <laughs> everyone's <laughs> favorite video game character <laughs> he does have major paladin energy yeah, i feel he like does.
2: it's a uh, paladin i feel like is a very like Anime, their their main thing is a a smite where their like sword glows with divine energy and they like just smash you. I feel like there's a good is that is that link because
3: he charges up his sword and then it glows and then yes he does have the
1: sword that seals the darkness like the ultimate weapon. What about
3: this is this
0: is out of left field, okay? But you know who gives paladin vibes? Alphonse Elric. From Full Metal, but
1: it's not a video game character. <laughs> they
0: have video games of that of that
1: uh... <laughs> what was the last most Full Metal? I, game
2: I, my character? better. I have a, a video game specific example. Cal Kestis. I feel like mm. it's a very Jedi thing.
0: Yeah, with a shield and big armor. Oh I yeah,
2: but he shield. doesn't. You know, the weapons are up. Ob- you could you could be a whip wielding paladin yeah, if you want. Yeah.
1: Um, what is uh what Siri? sears or is mentor be better for that because cal's got some shades of gray in there she's kind of like pure
2: kind of jedi i guess well sear sear's whole thing is that she left in the first game
1: i mean she left but i mean she like tasted the the dark side in the second game she's like all like super yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't know
0: we get the yeah yeah a jedi
2: a Jedi. A, yeah,
0: a Jedi. A
1: Jedi. Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi.
0: A, a goody two shoes Jedi. But only yeah.
1: the Lego version. Yeah. Because that's the purest form of Jedi. Go. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh Ranger Rangers are unrivaled scouts and trackers, honing a deep connection with nature in order to hunt their favorite prey. Geralt, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. The Witcher.
1: I mean, if we're going if you're gonna use Alphonse I'd say like Wolverine would be a great answer. Ooh, Wolverine mm. is a great answer. Yeah, that is. He's in, he's in a game that's coming up soon. <laughs> All <laughs> I mean, right, I, <laughs> I get, I get it, I get it.
0: Uh, well, I mean, technically, The Witcher is based on a book, so. Well, I mean, oh, true. true too, you know? Slippery slope here.
1: Uh, Rogue, actually, oh, I what? I, I a pure video game answer for that? Solid Snake. Or maybe if you want to go solid, uh, mm, naked snake, because he's I literally think... in one with nature <laughs> in Metal Gear Solid Three.
0: I feel like he's the next one, which is rogue, with stealth skill and uncanny reflexes. A rogue's versatility lets them get the upper hand in almost any situation. Well,
1: see, here's the thing. What about that? Uh, God, what's his name from Thief? Because that's like a classic. Thief. Video game. <laughs> is his what, what's his name from Thief? Oh. Garrett. Garrett.
0: What about? The um, thief <laughs> oh. What about like Emily from
2: Dishonored? Sure. Definitely Dishonored is what I think of when I think of rogue. Okay. Mm.
1: Who's the Who's the? I mean, the dishonors dad? definitely built on the thief, Corvo, the thief foundation. So. Yeah, yeah. Say thief. Say thief. Honestly,
0: I think thief is probably more in line because there's less magic in thief, and I feel like rogues are mostly.
2: You could you could be a you could do a, like do they have a magic Step or something there's a magic like subclass
0: okay, um, okay. This is where it's going to get really convoluted. These last three, uh, sorcerer. Sorcerers are natural spellcasters. Drawing on inherent magic from a gift or bloodline,
2: I do wanna here. I'll, I I want to help spell out the one these I want to say three. is
0: a spoiler, so I'm not gonna say it.
2: Uh, the three three spellcasters at the end here: there's sorcerer, warlock, and wizard. Sorcerers have magic like from inside them; they are like the source of the magic. Like are they Warlocks, born
1: with magic? Like that's just they're part
2: of born their with name. magic, or they get it from somewhere. Like these a lot are the of three. would be like a sorcerer. <laughs> What
0: I said, there are the three Spider Mans. One of them gets it from within. One of them uh, is from being smart.
1: I think they all get it the same. I way. mean, actually, the them other much. and the and the third
0: is from uh, devil worship. Um, Tom Holland. like a patron know. demon. My, my favorite Spider Man.
2: <laughs> yeah, one sorcerer's from within. Warlock is like you are granted power from like some higher force. Okay, and, Shazam. It's uh, uh, Riku from Kingdom Hearts wizard is you are like studying you've learned spells you're doing it based on like stuff you know as opposed to like an innate ability i don't okay. know if King so for Star
1: Wars sorcerer well. in terms of like you just you're born magic mm-hmm. you're just a magical being uh
0: i feel like this should be
2: easy
1: i feel like this should yeah be right easy. especially in video games should be just like who's just the magic like person? like <laughs> i don't know
2: sonic <laughs>
1: <laughs> what so are, we, are we saying he's, his speed is he's magic? just magically <laughs> fast <laughs> right i don't <laughs> know is he just he... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what about what, what about expect, uh, if he just runs
2: that fast and there's no magic involved what
1: about Please. kamek from mario he's like a sorcerer he's yeah yeah with all that stuff because he's a man he his, his race is called the magic koopas which implies that they are koopas that are born with magic yeah i'll take it i like that
3: Hmm,
0: Bound by a pack to an all. So next, it's thing, Riku. Warlock.
3: It's Riku from Kingdom Hearts. Riku? Yeah. Sure. Sure. We'll take
2: it. I I also say kid, uh, uh, uh Pit from Kid Icarus. He gets his flight from Palutena. There's like some. Mm.
1: But some, isn't he already just a, an angel? Like, doesn't he just have the? He has. He has wings, then? but
2: he can't. He can't fly unless Palutena lets him.
1: So I was gonna say, what about uh? pit knockoff main character from immortals phoenix rising whatever i guess i guess their name was phoenix wasn't it because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they got their powers from the gods and oh there you go yeah uh, i think
0: wizard master the arcane by specializing in individual schools of magic combining ancient spells with modern research that sounds an awful lot like pokemon to me <laughs> So I'm gonna say what? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say red from Pokemon Red.
1: Wait, what? No,
0: red doesn't know magic. Individual schools of magic can you, can you fire work, <laughs> fire, water,
1: but he's not casting lightning. spells. Yeah, he's he is, he's he's, I he's catching things that do all that stuff for him. He's not learning how to I do it. I would have thought
3: Ranger for a Pokemon trainer. Yeah. Because
1: like they, they can a connection companions. with
3: wildlife. Okay, I changed
0: my answer to Ditto. The so Pokemon Ditto, but
1: that's an inherent ability of Ditto. I will. How thing. about this?
2: All Pokemon are sorcerers.
1: I mean, pretty much. But
2: not all sorcerers but, are Pokemon. But Ditto is <laughs> a druid. Ditto is a druid. Dang Ditto's, it! Ditto's okay. got. Julie Ditto could turn on into a
1: Beware and have mm. sex with something, um, <laughs> if it wanted Ugh. to. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, what's a wizard?
0: Um, well, war- wait, a wizard. Um, that's, that's that's a fire it's, emblem. In okay, fire so emblem gotta you gotta be go someone to school at, and
2: learn the, how to do spells.
1: What's Robin? Who's the fire emblem character that holds a book? Oh yeah, just yeah. Does, Robin. Yeah, yeah. Robin has to, yeah. I assume that's how yeah. they get their powers at books. Oh yeah, every everyone
2: in uh, the books just at least for three shell. houses. Ooh. They gotta read.
1: Yeah, they gotta go to class and stuff. You know.
0: I I like that. Yeah. Um, now, let's redo all of them as Pokemon. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Yeah, they got to be ditto. Hold on, we can do this real quick. Barbarian, yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs>
1: Machamp. I was going uh, to say, like, what the. Machamp's got a championship belt, you know.
0: Barbarian would be the, the new Pokemon with the giant. Uh, oh,
1: Tinkaton.
3: Hammer.
0: Tinkaton.
2: Tinkaton.
0: Uh, Bard would be Jigglypuff. Easy.
2: Mm-hmm. Cleric, uh,
0: Clefairy. Sure. 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 Druid, ditto. We yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Fighter, Hitmonchan. Sure. Uh Hitmon,
2: Hitmonchan can be monk. Okay. Fighter, Fighter. we can do a. Uh, uh oh. oh far fetched one. Marowak there is you. good. Yeah. I forget what, what far fetched evolves into. Surfetched. Um, Surfetched. Surfetched. Yes. There we go. Yeah. He's got. He, he uses That's a right. leak like a sword. <laughs>
0: um. We said monk was uh who?
2: Hitmonchan.
0: Hitmonchan. Uh, paladin.
1: Dang, Dang it! Is there a knight Pokemon yet? Uh, Aegis Slash. Just,
2: yeah, I was gonna say there's the
0: Pokemon. that's the a sword.
2: He's a sword and shield.
1: Sure.
0: And has like wings. That implies like holy. Uh, Ranger. That's Ash, right?
1: Sure. Wait, you said Pokemon. Oh, did like wow. actual po- pocket monsters? Uh, ditto. Okay. Ditto as Ash. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what Indeed. about Phalanx? Oh, uh, the one that's got like a bunch of them. That follows like how oh, I don't even know what they're called. They, they oh yeah, Phalanx, like, Yeah, they were like Kirby characters, basically. But like, they gather more, mm. and that's not that's right, right?
0: What well, about Mister Mime? Explain, please. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know. That was such Mind a swing a- to have no explanation. I feel like bird. an unrivaled scout and tracker would be a bird. One
2: of the legendary birds.
1: Sure. Sure. I mean, um, if you're omnif- omniscient, then yeah, you, holding you can track deep connection well. with nature. Oh, freaking decidui!
2: Someone's going to be oh, watching yeah. this and yeah, is going to be so Decidueye. mad. We didn't immediately say decidui. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: not great. a big Pokemon guy, so that's my excuse. <laughs> it looks like Robin Hood, but it's a bird. Wait, what? An arrow? Okay, that's yeah. the coolest Pokemon ever. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> I need to it's look true.
0: that up. <laughs> uh, rogue.
3: Oh, that would I would have said decidui.
1: Isn't there? a... St- what about like, Meow? Uh, Doesn't Meow steal? wangs <laughs> yeah rogue vibes you do like
0: a
2: gengar like a oh or gengar a ninja, no, maybe no
0: no no gengar would be i feel like uh sorcerer like a warlock or a sorcerer let's a ninja there's no he's got, box he's like, like Pokemon. a ninja greninja for rogue i like yeah.
3: that mm. he's got throwing yeah
0: A uh, sorcerer natural spellcasters. i mean can we just say um can we say charizard
1: <laughs> I feel I like, like there was like Char- other choice I, like <laughs> I don't know yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about Mewtwo I don't know
2: I like Mewtwo for this I was going to say like Pikachu
1: it's like it's a classic
0: Mewtwo technically did not inherit it from a bloodline
2: Mewtwo is a good warlock oh he got it from because Mew- he has a patron him and that kind of him. related
1: they share genes
0: M- Mewtwo is a better warlock yeah um sorcerer you want to say Pikachu that's fine uh, or, or like
2: Al- alakazam maybe is wizard
0: oh yeah his oh, name alakazam yeah that's, yeah, yeah. Alakazam. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: yeah that's way better uh wizard and that's the learn right of magic that's the one that learned, Yeah, that's the friend. learn and yeah that's the learn would it
1: be like a normal pokemon that you have to teach a powerful technique but it's like a normal type oh yeah like a Smeargle. Sure. Yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. He's got a
2: move sketch. Where anytime another Pokemon uses a move, you can sketch it, and then Smeargle learns it. There you I like it. Great, believe you. Great. Great suggestion, Marcus. Wow. I, you, <laughs> clearly,
1: you clearly, you clearly caught them all. My deep well of knowledge. <laughs> I
0: hope people like Baldur's Gate because that's been the last hour. Uh, no, but seriously, I I really like this game. Um, and highly recommend it. Highly, so far, so far.
1: I'm excited. I wish it wasn't. I, both releases are bad for me because it's coming yeah. out, Scott, because it comes out this Friday for PC, and I can play it on PC now because I have a new PC that can run it, but I'm still very much tied down with Zelda and Final Fantasy. and I don't Is there take... cross-save? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like, like I just don't want to get tied down with like, another, especially one as dense as this while mm-hmm. Windows 2 still outstanding. But then when it comes to PlayStation 5, which is what I was originally planning to play it on, it will still most likely play it on. It comes out the same day as Starfield. <laughs> does it yeah yeah. Impossible. yeah which i don't know how that like happened like no one looked at that and said that's fine well because
3: because they like, said that they <laughs> they said that they were moving the pc date specifically to avoid
1: starfield so like, i guess yeah that's well, PlayStation not... five people were like yeah we, we assume that I'm... if you have a ps5 you don't own an xbox too so who cares right i was gonna
3: say like maybe they were just like oh this is for people that aren't gonna be playing starfield i'm not one which?
1: of them <laughs> I want to play both, <laughs> both of those Ugh.
0: um Okay, well, that does it for all of our Baldur's Gate three talk this episode. Marcus, I'm gonna toss it to you because you've been playing uh, a game that's entering a closed beta soon. Palea,
1: yeah, I mean, as you're listening to this, you you can play it now if you're, I guess, signed up for the closed beta. Uh, yeah, it's a uh big MMO life sim farm game. Uh, by Singularity Six. Uh, I think we've seen it at a few of the like showcases over the last like year at like things like the game awards or like one of those things summer games fest it's funny i've never really been a huge life sim person but i've gotten more into them as as a result of like playing animal crossing new horizons which sure, was like yeah. my first animal crossing game and i was like oh i think i i like these to an extent now my biggest thing with them is that i'm a i'm a very purpose-driven player like i kind of need a through line to carry me through and not let it be just so open and new, Where it's like, yeah, just go in there and make your own fun. Like, that's cool, but I I need something else to keep me uh, playing long-term. And this game does that because it's uh, it's got, like, a full-on story where you're a human that suddenly appears in this weird fantasy world where it's, like, all the inhabitants are, like, these, like... I don't even know what they are exactly. They're just, like, these humanoid kind of, like elf people for lack of a better term like they're all sure. multi-colored looking i don't know if they have like a name for their race um, could be a
0: drow
1: yeah it could be a drow could be afterward. making up words for all i know and i just nod my head they like <laughs> yeah, i believe you um but yeah but what's interesting is that when you show up you meet like this uh this young scientist lady and she's like whoa you're a human those haven't existed here forever like i guess at some point humans went extinct and like all that's left is like some ruins and other archaeological remains so it's like okay that's an interesting mystery and they're like hey you're not the only human here like other humans have popped up too sort of implying to like the mmo nature of the game and on top of like doing quests to sort of like figure out what's going on there you get your own little homestead you're building a house and you're farming and you're doing all these sort of like Slice of lifestyle stuff on top of uh, getting to know all the different residents in the town. You know, they're all got their own personalities and backstories. And there's like a friendship bond system where like, you know, the more you talk to them, the the higher you raise your bond level. And then you'll learn more about them. And they have like their own little quests. They even have like a weekly quest that resets each, I guess, each week. It's kind of incentivize you to go talk to them as often as you can. And you can also romance them when you get to a certain point. Which is always, you know, people like those romance options in games, and it's like it's it's pretty enjoyable so far. It's like the art style is very like, I I I don't want to say it looks like Fortnite because I feel like that's like reductive in a way, but it also looks like Fortnite, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> which is like that very like inoffensive, stylized, colorful look, you know, where you're just like, yeah, this is I could I could look at this and be happy. I guess this looks fine. My question right off the bat, Marcus, is is
0: how do they pair MMO with Life Sim, which is a game that very much is typically single player focused because, you know, you have these long relationships that you're you're building up. And how does that work in a multiplayer game where like I want to romance this person? Do they get claimed by another player, or is it instanced? That's, How does that work?
2: That's what I was gonna ask. Like, is it is do a bunch of people marry the same character? And can I gotta, can like, I make like a bachelor competition? Them?
1: So this is actually a <laughs> cult that you join. So we all share spouses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. But um, I actually don't know. I definitely didn't play long enough to get to where you even get where that option even comes up. So yeah, that's actually a good question. I would assume it's just like in your world they are just your partner like other players don't have them that would be my assumption um but in terms of like the general multiplayer framework it's just that uh every server has a set number of players that occupy it and that that cap hasn't been decided yet like they've said it's gonna go higher as they go through their different betas and and whatnot i want to say it's around 20 right now but it's like all these other players are here and if you have a friend group i believe you can have a party of up to four in your game and you know you each have your own little homesteads and you can visit each other's homes kind of like you can in animal crossing and help each other out so uh one of the cool things about the game is that you can use your crops to cook and if you unlock enough like cooking sets like you have a full kitchen like a prep station ovens mixing stations and it's almost like an overcook style thing where like every station has like a mini game attached to it of like okay i'm chopping the carrots or i'm doing this and that and if you have a buddy come over to help you out then you're working together and you're trying to cook things with things. Every dish has like a time limit and you can overcook things and pretty much the only thing I can't go wrong is that nothing can catch fire and burn to the ground. (laughs) And I asked that specifically, but like, you know, you can ruin food. So it's like stuff like that. Or if it's like, Hey, you want to come over and help me chop some trees down because I need wood to build whatever. And like, yeah, bro, I got you. And then, you know, you both reap the rewards of the labor, but you can speed it up by having friends participate, you know? So it's kind of like that. We're like, hey, you can come over, you can give me stuff, you can help me do chores, and I can do the same for you, vice versa. And we can kind of like, it, it seems like it's a more fleshed out version of like what people wanted from like Animal Crossing sort of like multiplayer. We had to jump mm-hmm. to like 50,000 hoops just to have someone come to your yeah. island. <laughs> and then their interactions there were super limited anyway. Uh, it, it's definitely a, a more um, engaging form of that. And uh, I'm not sure how it plays into the story quest to stuff, too. I assume you could probably do those quests together. But again, like I didn't play with anyone else because it's like it, I'm pretty sure it was only press that were in my okay. world. So I I rarely saw another person. It was just like every now and then. So I just didn't get to really mess around with that too much. <clears throat> but uh, that's as far as I the extent that I know of so far. But uh I'd say the game, like you know, it plays well. The I will say the controller support is pretty limited, which was a bummer for me because I'm a game bad person. I'm not very good with WASD. uh. So, you know, if you're if you're kind of on the controller side, if you plug it in, like some things work, some things don't. So it's gonna be a little bit frustrating. But like, it's definitely it, it's doing the basic thing of of satisfying that lizard part of my brain that likes to see meters go up because this yeah. is a free to play game, and uh, the oh, only okay. thing that's Uh, they're charging money for is like cosmetics um but because it's free to play it does the thing of like hey everything's on a meter like hey the more things you do you'll there's like eight skills that you're getting better at where like hey you're doing really good at farming or you're really good at chopping wood or doing archery to go hunt and stuff like that and then there's different milestones you'll hit and then with every milestone you get better at that thing or you get a better tool for that thing of like hey i got a better garden hose so i can till fields faster heck yeah and then once you hit a certain level of that you'll start earning like these special sort of like trophies that you can put on display in your little house uh you can make your house super big like you start with a little tent and then you can build like a multi-room mansion eventually and you know deck it out with all these different decorations the uh the decorating is pretty nice because it's uh when you go into the decorating it's like this grid overlay that comes up that makes it really easy to sort of drop things down in game but if you want to get like super granular you can also shift to like an overhead view where you can just point and click like okay house is in the corner this is here and even the um like you start with your, like your basic land plot but you can see that you have like a surrounding forest that has uh sections of land that you can buy so you can expand your property so even beyond like because the basic land plot is pretty decent size but just seeing how big this your area could be it's kind of nice you're like oh i could i could make like neverland ranch here if i wanted to <laughs> i'm gonna have a roller coaster in the background i don't know i don't know if you could put a roller coaster in this game but <laughs> uh, but yeah it's uh it's chill like the humor charming the characters seem like interesting personality wise uh in terms of the main stuff, uh, the only thing that I really dug into was like there's like these temples that are scattered and hidden and you're finding these keys to open them up and you do like a puzzle in there. Like there was like a, the first one I did have like a riddle of like it actually reminded me of the the first Mortal Kombat movie where Liu Kang fights Sub-Zero and Katana's like, use the element, which brings life. It's like pretty much that same riddle. And you're like, oh, I, I think I know what that is because I watched that, <laughs> that movie that is completely unrelated to this game. Um, so like stuff like that. Of like, Hey, go do like a little puzzle and then you'll open up, uh, some other parts of the world there. Like, I don't want to get into like spoiler stuff, but there's like stuff I found where it's like, Oh, okay. There's like a, there's like a grander mystery here that a, okay. Which again, for me of like, I like having that <laughs> carrot of like a story to sort of complement the other stuff around it. Like, Oh yeah. Like, I'm just going to go hang out with uh, my friends or go talk to tish the really excited flower girl and then maybe court her uh you know i I, it seems all right so far and it seems for like a free-to-play game pretty harmless in terms of like monetization with it only and i say to someone that generally doesn't care about cosmetics like i i rarely ever pony up money for a cosmetic so it's like if that's all they're charging it's like yeah whatever (laughs) so we'll see i want to play more of it like i said it goes into open beta next week so you know we can all get in there. Maybe we can all.
0: Can a can a fella get a code, Marcus?
1: Can a fella? We oh, said open beta. Okay. The open beta. Close beta is tomorrow. Close. Okay. Yeah, or at least at the time you're listening to this, it's already started.
0: Yeah. See, see what's wrong with it being next week, Marcus, for the open beta, is I'm once again going to be on a work trip. Ah. So I would love it if you could deliver a code. Uh, that that was promised in Slack.
1: I mean, I asked not for the code. I just—I I fulfilled my end of the bargain. I just haven't heard back. Oh,
0: yet. I see. I thought you were holding out on me. Yeah, yeah I'm I... sitting on
1: a pile of codes, and I just—I thought you not gave my code to on. Charles or somebody over here. Charles and I have been putting a lot of work in paleo, I'm gonna tell you, it's...
2: we're, we're Peli pals. I mean, hey. pals. Wait, you're playing it too? No, no. or is this the bit okay i was gonna <laughs> get angry the, the rage <laughs> you know, was inside me he uh-huh. got so triggered suddenly. <laughs> Alex, i really i really like how fast you fall for bits sometimes it really makes i
1: me
0: i feel like i didn't used to be i used to be a skeptic charles
2: i don't know if it's with me just because like we haven't like hung out you. outside of podcasts really at yeah, all yeah so i can just pretend to be really earnest like yeah In real life, I play the accordion every day.
0: I think once I meet you in person, I will like download your schematics, Mm -hmm. and then my brain will be able to know then when you're bullshitting me Mm -hmm. and when you're not.
1: Yeah, you don't realize Um, that Charles is actually just like Loki, just the (laughs) He is very Loki. You might
2: download my schematics, but there's another one of me behind you. (laughs) Yeah, Mm.
1: but yeah, it seems it seems fine so far. Like, it's I've, I've enjoyed my time with it, especially as like a game to put like. On while you're watching something in the background, you know, it's like I'm gonna grow some carrots and I'm gonna put on like Peacock and watch wrestling or something.
0: <laughs> I really want to play this with Kayla, um, because like many people, we sunk hundreds of hours into uh Animal Crossing multiplayer despite all the hoops. So I'd love to like set up two farms next to each other. And like I've got on the other side of my TV, I've got like around so my workstation, I have like a just a TV that we never use it came with the place and we're not allowed to take it off the wall. So it's just like this ominous, uh, never used TV. I'm like, Oh, I could hook up my Xbox or something. Have her play on that. I'll play on this. And we could, you know, we could till some soil. Like you said, Marcus.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, at the time that this airs, there should be a written preview, uh, on the site goes into a bit more detail about just my experience with it. But yeah, so far it seems cool. I will also like, Another uh, neat thing is that uh, it's available only on PC, but it's also planning to come to Switch when it launches just those two platforms. And I only okay. say that because uh, it seems like it'd be a good Switch game. It's got that that, that seal of could-be-good-Switch game plastered on the box. <laughs> so
0: Cool. That sounds awesome. All right, anything else that you guys want to talk about before we start wrapping up? What else have you been playing, Marcus? I think you had a few things,
1: right? Uh, Mainly just Viewfinder. Started that, finally. I'm, like, halfway through it. I got through it pretty quick. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm also, um, I don't know why. I felt like the puzzle solving when I was listening to other people describe it. I, I, I don't know how to say this, but, like, I'm kind of amazed at how haphazard a lot of things can be solved compared to what it sounded like. Of, like, oh, it, it sounded like everything had to be almost, like, fit in, like, a weird puzzle piece sort of way of, like, when you take this picture and you put it in this third way it's going to fit beautifully because that's how like it's more like the witness be. or something kind of like that and then when i'm playing i'm like okay i've got this tunnel i'm just gonna throw it over here to where it just barely reaches this ledge and i'm trying to <laughs> get to and you're like oh this looks like crap kind of but it looks cool but it also looks like crap but it works and like for me that's fine but i'm like oh i'm solving a lot of problems i mean Not all because, you know, there's different types of them, but especially those, like, take the photo, superimpose it somewhere else and see what happens. I'm like, I don't know. This looks like this this could reach here if I angle it a certain way. And then it just looks like a mess that is, like, shattering reality. But it also, like, does the job perfectly. And I'm like, I think this is what they want me to do. I just thought it would maybe be a little bit more elegant. But I also don't mind it because that is... It like makes sense that it should work that way, based on like my thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just thought it would come across a bit more elegantly.
0: <laughs> Do you think if you had like a puzzle solved notification, like sound?
1: No. Thing, yeah. No. You, not like, like get that. It? It, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking of um. I, I I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit more freeform than I thought it would be in that. Way. I know.
2: I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's also like when you place a picture.
2: Alex, I don't know if you played this game at all. I, I, it's it's downloaded. It's like you hold up a picture and then it gets superimposed in the environment. But when you do that, you erase everything behind the picture. Yeah. So you're simultaneously have the ability to create like I have a picture of a bridge. Boof! I've created a bridge. But you're also destroying everything behind it. And sometimes it's like uh, I don't know. You feel like a god of destruction. Of like, I will
1: destroy this whole wall by putting like a picture of a potted plant next to it yeah (laughs) completely accidentally also like it literally you're literally breaking the world so that you could put something that just probably doesn't even fit with the world of stuff because it's like maybe the photo is like a a completely different art style than your surroundings so you're just like i'm just gonna shove that right in there because it's gonna get me to where i need to be
0: (laughs) that almost sounds like they got to a point in their prototype where they were like this is really cool tech We can't figure out how to not make it destroy this, this thing. Let's just go with it. Uh, It almost feels like that. It's like almost held together by duct tape and it's a miracle that it's all working anyways.
1: Yeah. It's like a combination of like, like, like creative thinking. And then also like some spatial awareness of like, I think I, I need to put this in a way where this makes sense, but also I can't have it destroy the thing I'm trying to reach either like i need to Mm -hmm. you're like oh i got it i'm just uh, five inches off let me move it over a little bit so it doesn't get rid of that thing that i need is
0: there like Uh, an undo button yeah yeah. there's a rewind mechanic yeah which is
1: super important uh yeah so but yeah i'm enjoying it i i think the game's a breeze to get through the the narrative i kind of like take a relief you know it's just kind of there uh but i think like just as a Tech and just as a kind of a nice chill pill in between like the big stuff i'm working on I, i'm enjoying it a lot awesome yeah I'm,
0: I'm that's i'm eager to i actually downloaded it and i was planning to play through the whole thing last week but ended up not being able to play any games at all but um now Baldur's gate has me so i'm like i gotta make time for viewfinder yeah, at some it's time. not a long game either you i've can, heard it's like five hours like
1: maybe three four hours even oh okay like okay. i played it I've played in two sessions and I'm already over halfway through it. Apparently because there's like a progress meter.
0: Okay. I'm very excited to play that video game. It looks very good. All right. Well, I think uh, that's going to do it for the show this week. Um, thank you, Ken, for joining us. Thanks for having I me. I do want to give you a chance to shout out again where people can find you and all that fun stuff.
3: Oh yeah. Um, every day over Kotaku writing stuff. Uh, I got the biweekly retrospective podcast nobody f m which you can find on all your various podcast platforms um I'm also on twitter at shepherdcdr c d r if if or, or x is I'm, I'm not calling it that. Yeah, no come no, on. no 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 i'm on twitter uh as shepherdcdr c d r and th- there's probably like a a tweet on there somewhere where everything else is as we're trying to find all these alternatives uh to that so that's fair.
0: Uh, of course, go and get single issues of Game Informer at GameStop.com/GameInformer or in store for $5.99, or get a digital subscription to the magazine. Uh, head over and subscribe and follow our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/GameInformer. Of course, we have our ongoing series Super Replay on Fridays. Did you guys finish uh, Banjo uh, Nuts and Bolts?
1: We might this week. If, okay, if what okay. we we're like eighty five percent sure that the thing we think is the end is the end, but we're okay. like three jiggies away from unlocking that world, so okay, which is like easily done in, in an episode. So this might be the last episode.
0: Okay, um, and and Marcus has also been streaming, uh, kind of more more frequently as well, other than Fridays, right? Yeah, or we did that. Remnant, seems like
1: yeah, Remnant two this week, uh there might be another stream that's already happened by the time you listen to this.
0: And you can go and find all of those on our, uh, our second YouTube channel, the archives of those at youtube.com slash game informer shows. You have to do the little at sign before game informer shows. Uh, And then of course you can find all of our main video content over on youtube.com slash game informer. We've got our Sonic superstars video coverage going up uh, throughout the week uh, on there. Uh, and then lastly, go and listen to our other podcast, All Things Nintendo, hosted by Brian Shea. That releases every Friday, uh, and it's about All Things Nintendo. Uh, don't forget to follow uh, these fellas here. You can follow Charles at ChuckDuck365 on Twitter. You can follow Marcus at MarcusStewart7 on Twitter. And Blue Sky yep. Marcus? Mm-hmm. And Charles, you're also on Blue Sky. Yeah. Okay. I'm also, I, I feel like, I, I I hate that I'm spending so much time on social media. I'm just waiting for, I'm waiting for, you know, Let's one or two of them somewhere. to fall off. It, yeah. Something's got to give. Yeah. Um, also, you follow me at It's Van Aken.
1: What if, just on to me, what if Twitter or X, what if it's not actually pronounced X? What if it's really cross? Because does X mean cross mm. for like other like yeah. video games? What if that's really yeah. what he's going for? Very bold of you to assume that anyone involved has thought that far ahead <laughs> someone played yeah. project cross zone and mm. was like we should take that x and we should use that <laughs> uh
0: but yeah you can you can follow me at it's Aiken on all the all the places um wilson my cat is meowing at me now so i gotta get off here and feed him ken thank you for joining us uh charles marcus thank you for joining as always and thank you for watching and listening to the Game Informer show. We will see you next week. I probably won't be here. I'm gonna. I've got another work trip, I'm going out of country. So Marcus will probably be holding down the fort. We'll have to talk about that. But uh, yeah, everybody have a good week. Bye. <laughs>